name's Travis Sims, and I am the founder and CEO of AGC Accelerated Global Connections. And this is the AGC Experience. Our lives are a series of choices. Each choice leads to a result. Would you like to easily know which choices are the right life choices for you? If you've never met Amy Tyson, owner of Infinity Life Design, make it a priority to connect with her. Amy is a master of feng shui and batzi, which she calls destiny analysis. She assists her clients in understanding the hidden forces that are influencing their lives. A destiny reading with Amy is like reading a book all about you. She highlights which decisions will bring you to your fullest potential and which choices will lead you down a path of obstacles. If you're struggling with a challenge or you want to lift your life even higher, get connected with Amy and Infinity Life Design on facebook.com slash infinitylifedesign or subscribe to her online newsletter at infinitylifedesign.com and connect with your infinite life. Well, thank you all. I'm really excited to talk with you tonight. Um, so, talking about how to give back to the community. Have you ever wanted to do something good in your community or find a way to give back but didn't know where to begin? Well, I found a lot of people asking me that same question. Why do you choose to do what you do? How did you start? Um, God, there's so many, so many choices. I mean, it's just all so overwhelming. And um, I am a little older than some people in my, my world around me, so um, I decided that I had too much information. I needed to break it down. So I came up with five kind of points to get people to start thinking about um, how do you give back? You know, just some, some bullet points for them. So the first one, how do you begin? Well, the first thing is you need to look within yourself. Okay, you need to see what, what touches your heart. What, how do you feel about doing some things? Um, and it's gonna be a journey. You're gonna go through this journey and it's gonna change along the way. Things that are important to you in your 20s are different in your 30s, your 40s, your 50s, etc. So look within yourself at the time that you're thinking about doing something and kind of see where you're at. Um, and it will change, your journey will always change. So I'm gonna use me as an example. Um, about 25 years ago, I got involved in an organization called the Junior League. And it's an international organization that develops projects in communities um, with, within projects, within communities all over the world. I was newly married, and I really wanted to do something, so it was easy for me to do that. I had no children, just my, my main job, and I had lots of time to give. So I could do nights and weekends, um, sometimes I could go out, travel with them, do whatever I wanted. Well, then I had children, and so I had less time to give. So I had to reflect again. And I decided that, um, well, now that my children are in school, I want to get involved in their school. So I started volunteering in the homerooms and then, um, you know, doing the carnivals at school and such um, like that. And then they got a little bit older. And I'm a college-educated woman who was staying home with children. I needed to use my brain. So then what I started doing is being in charge of everything. I was the president of the mom's club, president of the PTO, you know, I did all that kind of stuff because I still wanted to volunteer. My, my journey was changing, my children were older, and, and they didn't need me as much. So I could give more time to different organizations. So that's personally um, when you start thinking, how do you begin? Um, just look in, within yourself and see um, where you're at. The second thing I have people start thinking about is, do you have any personal experience within a cause? I kind of labeled it down to an A and a B thing. Pay it forward and been there. So. An example of pay it forward will be me again. 
I know most about me. So, um, so about 25 years ago, I decided to volunteer for Susan G. Komen. We all know who Susan G. Komen is. I wanted to do something in the community, so I started a fundraising um, organization, and we raised money to give to the local women for, for um, mammograms who couldn't afford it, and just create some awareness. A local TV station came out and uh, wanted to interview me, and they said, why this cause? Why are you doing breast cancer? Are you a survivor? I said, no. They said, well, do you have breast cancer in your family? And I said, no. I just wanted to do it. I said, I'm a woman, and I have a young daughter. I want to be a small part of a difference that maybe that can eradicate this illness. So I started doing that. I did that for about, I did raise money for 15 years for Susan, Susan G. Coleman. But eight years into it, I got breast cancer. So when I go back to pay it forward, I want you to think about that. I didn't do it for any reason other than I wanted to do something for the community. I wanted to do something for a cause. Here I was, eight years into doing that for them, and I get breast cancer. I knew the best surgeon, the best oncologist. I knew all the people. I had everybody. I sat on boards with all these people. For nine years, I had hired people to come out and speak for me at my events, so I had all that information. I was told by someone that I had the dream team. Well, I did because I decided to do something and pay it forward. Call it karma, whatever you want to call it, full circle. But either way, I did something because I wanted to, and it came back to help me so much. Um, I always say I never regret that journey that I went through. It taught me a lot. But um, by doing something out of the goodness of my heart, it did help me as well. So maybe that is um, about me. But <laughs> anyway, um, so the second thing is been there. And what I mean by that, you can still stay on. Um, Number two. But been there is if you've been through an experience. And you know what I'm talking about when, if you've been through something. So I'm going to give my, uh, my example of my friend Becky. Becky was a very successful woman married to a surgeon, and they did really well. And her son ended up dying of a mental illness. He actually died from a drug overdose, but the drugs were just covering up the mental illness, if you know anything about that. So this woman went into action. Um, she decided to take that grief and she decided to do something with it. And so she started uh, volunteering with NAMI, which is National Association of Mental Illness, mostly for her own clarification of, of what he went through. Even though she had gone through it with him for 10 years, now he was gone. Um, she started a group for women who had lost sons to the same thing. She um, became a mentor, a public speaker. And then she started getting her own team together. And every year they have a walk called the NAMI Walk. And she raised this last year $15,000. And she raised it uh, the same amount during a pandemic because she rallied her friends and family around her. And I'm one of her supporters as well. But the point is, is that she had been there. So when she started uh, to do something for a nonprofit, she could sit down with another mom and go, I know how you feel. I've, I've been there. Um, and so people come. I've been breast cancer free for 11 years now, but I still get the call all the time from the newly diagnosed woman who wants some help. You know, and I've been there so I can help her. So that's another thing that I tell my people when they want to get involved in a nonprofit is those two things, either a personal experience um, or you've been there or you just want to do something to make a difference. So the third thing is I ask them, what are you passionate about? So get them to start thinking, what are you passionate about? What do you like to do? So for me, I love children and animals. Um, so I started volunteering uh, in the hospitals 
Make-A-Wish, Ronald McDonald House. I would bring events to the children. Remember, I've got all those years of carnival experience and all that stuff I did, and I wanted to do something for kids. So I'd bring events into the, uh, the children in the hospitals and just really just give them a day of respite. Um, they all loved what I did, and I just came in, and it filled my heart. But I loved my animals, too, so I started volunteering at animal rescue groups. I started um, uh, working at spay and neuter clinics, or volunteering. I started um, donating food and getting donations, and I started doing all that kind of stuff because it touched my heart. So that's what I did. But then I need to ask you once again, what are you passionate about? So for example, do you like to cook? I don't cook. But if you like to cook or you like to bake, oh my gosh, can you imagine bringing those skills into a homeless shelter? They would think they died and went to heaven if someone comes in that can actually cook. Uh, that could bake. You know what I mean? And you'd be getting so much out of it. You'd see those clients getting a, a good home-cooked meal that maybe you make at home that everybody really loves. Bring that to another place that could use your services. I mean, what a great way. So once again, looking at what you're passionate about and what you could do. Do you like to sew or knit? I know as a cancer survivor, when I was at my oncologist's office, there'd be this big basket of these beautiful handmade hats that people had made for all their women that were going through breast cancer. I got two of them, and they were soft, and I just remember knowing that when I put that on, someone made that for me out of the goodness of their heart, just because they could. Um, I know when, my, when I had children, same thing. I had little baby hats that were made by somebody who loved to knit, and I had little boy and little girl hats, and you could put them on them so you could walk out. Just if you like to do something like that, you could do that and reach out to people and, and give your skill that way. Um, then there's the wonderful internet, which I say. Do you know if you Google something you like to do, something you can do or something you want to do, and you Google those couple words all together, all these things come up. And it might be something you never thought of before. So I would say, go to your computer too and just kind of start thinking about something that you can do or that you'd like to do for an area that you might like to do it in. And something will come up that you never even thought existed. So our computer is a wonderful friend for that. The fourth thing that I say to people is I want you, and this is a big one, and my friend Kim knows how I feel about this, how much commitment can you really give to a nonprofit? And I want you to be honest with yourself. I want you to look inside your, 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 yourself. Because a nonprofit is still a business. They have a profit and loss. They have, um, they have numbers that they need to crunch. Uh, when they put something together, at the end of the year, they get to say how many volunteer hours they had within their organization. So your one little hour that you might be able to give a week or a month, they, uh, they account for that. So if you say you can do something, make sure you do it. Even though you're a volunteer and you're not getting paid, they rely on you. You might be in that one position they're putting on an event that they don't have a backup for, and if you don't show up, Everyone's crazed. Um, if you were in a paid job, you'd be fired. So remember that, that they really need you and they support you. So make sure that you uh, look within yourself and figure out how much time can you really commit. Um, also, I don't know if you know this, but not in the large nonprofits where they have a lot of paid staff, but in the smaller ones when they're all volunteer, you can move up fast. You can move up in those ranks. Um, what I mean by that is you got more time to give and you you can give it to this organization, you can move up to, you can be a director of this, director of that, whatever it might be, because they love that you want to give all that time to them. So if you have time to give and you have some aspirations, you can move up in those all-volunteer positions. 
So the fifth thing I always say, are you able to get support from your family and friends to stand by you, make a difference and support you? I'll use my example of Becky. Boy, when she decided to get involved in NAMI, she got people behind her. She got, um, she's got a huge team. They're called the Big Red Team. He, her son had red hair and such. So she's got almost 100 people walking with her now. She's, everyone's behind her. Everyone supports her. Everyone knows what she stands for. And she fell into that, but she loves it. She knows that she's making a difference, and it, get, it fills her heart. And um, it was nothing she planned for. So that goes back to been there. You know, I've been there. I, can, I, I understand. You could also start your own nonprofit. So if you get your family behind you, you start your own nonprofit. Believe it or not, well, because I have one, your family and your friends become your board members. So you need people behind you. You know, you're not paying anybody, you're just starting out, and so you need your support of your family and friends to support you and get things going. Um, and a lot of times they're the only people that give you any money either. So you can do a nonprofit, you can start your own. Um, in the animal rescue world, there used to be only 100 rescues about 15 years ago, now there's over 400 because somebody always thought they could do it differently. But the point is, is that you like something, you want to be in charge, and you don't find it out there, create it yourself. You can start your own nonprofit. It's not that hard. Get a lawyer, they'll do it all for you, they'll help you. But if you're me and you love doing your nonprofit work and you're ah, okay with fundraising, you don't want to do all the fundraising, look inside your own business. So if you work for someone, or in my case, work for myself, you can use your business to fund your nonprofit, to have a constant, steady stream of income for sure coming in. So I do run a photo booth business, and um, after I take out my expenses, which sometimes is an employee and maybe the cost of the paper, I do donate the rest to my nonprofit. So I know, just like a business, I can calculate how much money I'm going to have in for sure at the end of the year. So that's uh, another thing you can do if you do decide to start your own. Of course, you can give your own money away from all, your own work, and too, you know, you could give it to an organization. So I promise you that you'll get more out of doing the giving than you are getting from doing it. Um, people come for me all the time. They need community service hours. Um, I got someone who needed 40 hours community service from the court system. Um, I work with kids. Businesses sometimes will give you five hours a month or whatever of community service hours. Everybody, no matter why they, st they initially started it and did it, come back to me and tell me how much they enjoyed it. It touches your heart to do something for other people. So, um, basically, my company is called Inspire and Flourish because we want to inspire you so that others will flourish. Um, if we all do something, we all will benefit from it. So, um, I want to thank you today for allowing me to talk. Now go out and make your own difference and make a difference in the world and um, just go for it. Do it. Thank you. Love it.